Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, now part of the ChairShot Radio Network on thechairshot.com. Remember, always use your head. You look like a dude who should be pumping my fucking gas. This isn't doing it for me. There's, I'm not getting, in, I'm not getting enjoyment out of this. He was a before the bell rings all star. All right, everybody. It is Thursday night, October fifth, twenty twenty-three. This is the only podcast kids and nanas approve. The Mindless Wrestling Podcast, part of the Chairshot Radio Network. You can find us on thechairshot.com, where we remind you and encourage you to always use your head. I'm going to wrap around the room here and introduce this cast of characters that we have on this show, like I always do. I'm going to start with from the Rob the Genius Podcast, the Minister of Truth. The father of facts and figures, the deacon of data, the official shoot bear of the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, and the man with the golden shovel, which no doubt is going to get a lot of use tonight. Mr. <laughs> Rob, sir, welcome back to the show. Hey, good to be back. And a man hailing from Purple Haze in the Cloud Nine, Bucky's tag team partner, a man destined to go through a barbershop window. Jason, with some audio trouble here tonight, we got it all figured out. Bubba, how you doing? Well, technically now we're just having video trouble because I'm on the old phone and audio is working great now. But uh, oh. unfortunately, you guys don't get to see my beautiful shining face this oh. evening. Thankfully, this is an audio medium and we aren't TV. I mean, That's true. I, I got a face for TV or I got a face for radio anyway, as they would say. So uh, <laughs> it's not, not going to make a big, big hill, bit, bit, big bit of difference if I can you know, use my English. I don't English so good these days. I told you guys in the pre-show huddle, I turned 50 and everything just fell apart. I can't think, I can't talk, I can't move. Like I, everybody that ever told me once you hit 50, shit starts hitting the fan, they were right. And like, I've been 50 for two weeks and already I'm, I sound like a buffoon, more so than normal. Anyway, I am hailing from the pod cave, the man with the award-winning and holy beard DJ. Uh, again, this is the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. We have got a loaded show here tonight. Big, big, big week, not only for WWE, but pro wrestling in general. Uh, we Last week, we did our No Mercy predictions. This week, we're going to see how we did, talk about the show a little bit, what we liked, what we didn't. Um, also going to talk WWE Fastlane coming up this Saturday. Uh, actually, it'll be today by the airing of the of this podcast and we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the biggest probably let's be honest the biggest news of the week the signing of the artist formerly known as edge now going by his shoot name adam copeland signed to aew it was uh, speculated as his wwe contract dwindled down and 
you know, and he left it kind of, you know, left some question marks out there. What, what was he going to do? He teased that there was an extension in his inbox. What was he going to do? He wasn't sure. Wanted to think about it. He made a decision, debuted this past weekend. We're going to break that down. I've got some thoughts. And given that I am a huge anti-AEW fan or a huge anti-AEW guy, my thoughts on this subject may surprise you. Um, but first, we're going to get in here and talk a little bit of uh, NXT No Mercy. That was this past Saturday, and I'm just going to lead off the whole thing by saying I had a hell of a good time. I said last week that this felt like a mix of the rebranded NXT, what became 2.0 and what's evolved back into just NXT, and a little bit of black and gold. And I, the feel of this show, the, the feel of the matches, the vibe of everything, I think they finally found that really good balance of, hey, we're still developmental. But we've got some really good talent here, and I think they made really excellent use of this talent this weekend. Rob, let's start with you. What did you think, the overall vibe of the show? Yeah, because there was – I mean, because I admit there were some things – there were a couple matches that I was just kind of ho-hum on going in that turned out to be way you know more interesting than I thought they were going to be, particularly all the, the Braun Breaker-Baron Corbin match. That was like, that was like the, the – to me, that was the best match Baron Corbin's had in a long time. Uh, and I could, you know, going in, I was just kind of like, eh, whatever. And that turned out to be way more interesting than I thought it was going to be. Um, same thing with the tag team match. They, uh, you know, I was kind of like, whatever, on that going in. And that, you know, ended up holding my interest more than I thought it would. And so, yeah, I would say definitely, I think it was, you know, definitely better coming out. Then, uh, you know, I, not that I didn't think it was going to be bad, but you just didn't have real high expectations on it. Yeah, going in or just high interest. I won't say high expectations. It wasn't. I wasn't expecting anything to be bad or anything. I just, you know, going in, I was just kind of like, okay, huh, we're here on Saturday. Okay. Well, we'll pick apart a little bit more what we liked and what we didn't. Uh, Jason, your overall thoughts on the show, bud? I'm right with you, DJ. It felt very black and gold. Um, not so much the just kick out Palooza, but everybody everybody got their shit in and they were laying it in um, up and down the card. Uh, and just the overall vibe of the of the set and the the just the whole show and how NXT kind of does their premium live live events now. Um, it did feel more like a black and gold show, but it didn't feel like Indie Palooza. So it was black I, I, and gold in in the good ways. Exactly. Like I'm with you, DJ. He we've we've hit a very very sweet spot with NXT. Um, and yeah, uh, the matches were all fun. And uh, like Rob, I wasn't expecting to get into um, a few matches that I really really did. Same, unfortunately, as I'm repeating everything. Uh, the Braun Breaker and and Baron Corbin. I was like, okay, these are two talented guys who will have a good match. But, I mean, both the lead-in, like, you know, fight at, at uh, you know, with, that we mentioned uh, in the parking lot, and then this, it, just, it was just like an old-school, like, blood feud. Um, and it was some good stuff. So, yeah, uh, high marks uh, when I went in with no expectations. Again, like Rob, not, yeah. not low expectations, not high expectations. I was just like, all right, here we go. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to knock a couple of, uh, of high spots out for me. I don't think we need to get too deep into the card. They did open with Braun Breaker and uh, Baron Corbin. And I said last week that I really, really liked this feud. 
Uh, I am finally seeing Braun Breaker evolve into the performer that everybody was hyping him up to be. I know we, over the last you know 12 months, have been a little critical over his, his progress and his development. He's turning that corner. He's an explosive athlete. Um, very believable, and 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 Baron Corbin again. I agree with Rob. This was the best match Baron Corbin's had in a long time, and I'm glad to see him find a new gear because I have long been a supporter of Baron Corbin. You know, there's, there's a portion of the internet that thinks he stinks, and I cannot more wholeheartedly disagree with that sentiment. But I have to admit, there are times where I I don't ever want to say somebody like Baron Corbin phones it in, but I definitely think there are days when. He steps his game up more than others, and he absolutely stepped it up uh, Saturday night against Braun Breaker. He had to because Braun's such a he's Braun's a younger, stronger, faster, more explosive athlete. If you want to hang with that guy, you got to bring your best. And Baron Corbin did, and surprisingly, Baron Corbin won. Like I think we all picked Braun Breaker to win this one, and Baron Corbin took it home. Yeah, man, I loved the on the Undertaker spot that uh, Breaker did. <laughs> Here's one thing I'm going to say about this. Um, Braun Breaker, please don't ever, 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 ever wear that werewolf mask again. Oh, that was, yeah, that was. That was, that was, that was just, like, I, all I thought was Mantor in that moment, man. I'm like, what oh, are they doing? And then for Corbin to come out on the mo- with the motorcycle entrance. Yeah. And that's the only and, thing that I could pick away from that, that I was like, what are we doing? I see, I saw the vision, like what you're going for, you know, I'm going to skin the lone wolf, blah, blah, blah. But like right. the execution was horrendous. It could have yeah. then the really unfortunate thing is you do that. Honestly, you do just a wolf head on that dude on a different way. He looks badass. But it just the one he did, yeah, the one he brought out, that was just goofy as all hell. Yeah, it was terrible. Look like a left lower prop from the thriller video. It was, I mean, <laughs> it was that bad. Anyway, though, I'm not going to, you know, completely, I'm not going to dump on the match at all. The match was great. Um, the one thing that I was really looking forward to talking to this week, they walked back, not 48 hours later, one trick Williams winning the North American championship from Dominic Mysterio in what was really a great coming out match for trick. So we were all like prepared to come on here on Thursday night and do our victory lap because I know, you know, I've spoken my piece about Trick Williams, how much of a fan I am. And I know the guys here feel the same way. But now here we are <laughs> Tuesday night. This poor guy. It, I, I mean, it's not this poor guy because he's about to go. I mean, it's him winning and then immediately losing the championship is. OK, they're literally going to make a story out of it. The fact that he won it and lost it that quickly. Like, if you can do that, that's fine. Um, and they're absolutely doing that with Carmelo being like, hey, defending it is a whole thing. Oh, by the way, your first defense, you lost. You know, so it places them on their already butting heads. And it places, you know, now you can't even place blame at one person's feet or another. Um, you Well, because Trick, now Trick is not listening to Melo, and now Melo's not listening to Trick, and... Somebody's going to fight somebody, and that match is going to be awesome. So I see – and they weren't going to actually take things off – take it off of uh, Dom this early and alone. Like, if when it actually happens, it's going to happen on Raw or, or SmackDown. All right. And, and I think at least you two both echoed that sentiment. You thought it was too soon for them to take the, uh, the strap off of Dom. 
Uh, but I, I, I thought it was a real good feel-good moment for Trick. Rob, if, as long as this turns into a story, like an angle, are we okay with the 48-hour NXT North American Championship reign? I mean, look, in the long run, I mean, look, obviously in the long run, we won't care. It'll, right? I mean, I just, I just, I hate it as a, as a, as a, as a thing to do. Um, it's not a thing to do. It's literally the story. But no, but it's, it's, I still hate it. Okay. I hate. Well, okay. I'm just saying a lot of times we okie doke these stupid titles or they, you get them or like, Oh, you know, quick roll up. And then the next night the champion wins it back. And then we never hear from that challenger ever again. It was a nice little handshake. Hi, how are you? Kind of like what they did with Zach Ryder. Exactly. This, I mean, yes, feel good moment, fun stuff ultimately meant nothing. This is a, a literal like turning point in the Trick Mellow story. So it's not even like a a like, you know, Trick and his next opponent. No, this is something like ideally that you're gonna talk about ten years from now. I still don't like it. Okay. I mean <laughs> well fine. I, I just don't because I mean you can tell the same story without doing it. To me, it's just it's it's Lucy with the football and yeah. um, I just, I don't, I mean, you know, I don't care that, yeah, it's a part of a story. Okay, fine. To me, you can, you can tell the same story without doing that. But um, that literally, it literally happens in sports too. Like guys win boxing championships and then all their first match, they lose it. And then they never are the same. Like it, I don't know. Okay. It, it, I, it, I just, I don't. It bothers uh, me a lot less. I, I don't like, cause to me, I don't like, cause. I guess because we've been doing this Judgment Day thing forever, and mm. you know, and it, well, Rob, when, you've been your sentiment has kind of been that the Judgment Day has been stagnating a little bit anyway for you well, at that, least. And then they're, they're all over. They're all, they're all over all three shows now, and when when one of them loses a title, it, you know, you you want it to be a turning point with them because, and then it could have been a turning point with them, but then they erased it three days later and it's just i'm just look and i'm tired okay i just you know because they're not the bloodline okay they're, they're not and they're not as good actors they're not their story isn't as good but they're doing like the same kind of beats and it's just not as good and i'm just tired and um when they do when they do something yeah. that looks like when they do something that looks like it's going to be a change in the story i'd really like for them to stick with it Okay. Yeah. Dom and Dom and Damien are awesome, and I love them, and I love what they are doing. Week after week after week after week, they are not as entertaining as the Usos. No, and because look, we had that stretch for like two months where the main event on Raw every week was two or three members of Judgment Day against Sammy, Kevin, and Cody. Sammy, Kevin, and Seth. Seth, Cody, and Kevin. I mean, that was for like two months. And yeah. it, was, it, it was exhausting. And after a while. And at this point, you know, I mean, right. obviously I know it's not ending next week. I know they, they got to run through the paces and, you know, to finish it up or whatever. But when they're, for me now, when, when they're going to do a big, something that should be a big point in the story, I really want them to stick with it. Because we, we need to move. 
um, <laughs> we don't need to keep yeah. at this point with them. We don't need to keep circling back. We we need to move forward. So. I feel like they're kind of treading a little bit of water because this is all, all the beats. We're still three months out from Royal Rumble. We've still yeah. got 12 weeks of TV programming. And I feel like they're kind of dragging this out to implode right around Rumble time. It's kind of how we're, at least what I think they're doing right now. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm not anywhere near as exhausted with it as Rob is. But I can understand why someone would feel the way Rob does. <clears throat> well, they could also be holding out for just a few more weeks because maybe something kicks off at Survivor Series. Well, there's got to be some kind of warfare at Survivor Series, and I'm hoping that, yeah. you know, maybe that's the start of the real cracks. I mean, we're still a month or so out from that. But, <clears throat> yeah. Um, well, it's just the, with this, well, it's just the, what they're doing with them. Like, if you sit down and you watch Raw every Monday and you watch the whole show every Monday, I mean, let's like, look, if you're, if, if they're your favorite people, then obviously it doesn't get tired. Okay. Um, but, and I don't dislike it. I mean, I like all of them. It's not yeah. that I don't like any of them, but it's just also at the same time, like they're not the people I'm most excited to see every Monday either. And so it's just, you know, and it's fine them doing their thing on Monday, but again, like there was a thing with all the main events for like two months in a row. Yeah. And then I guess I'm also tired because I really wanted to see those tag team belts get split up. And then, you know, Sammy and Kevin lose them to Finn and Priest, and they still got right. belts. And you still got 10 tag teams. You got five tag teams on each show that are basically running doing around nothing. in circles and yeah. doing nothing. And so to me, it's just it's it's one big ball of fatigue for me right now. And so for them to have Trick win, and then and look, I wasn't expecting them to have no year-long title reign or something. I figured it, yes, it would probably be short, but you know they got a, they got another takeover in like a month or in November or December. You know, could he have kept it till then? You know, I mean, yeah. Yeah. we'll see. I, I think we're on the precipice of a, of a big, big launch from trick williams i, I want to see how he rallies i want to see how they follow up as we always say it's how you stick the landing here and <clears throat> that's what's going to be important for trick is how you know nxt and wwe stick the landing with the story with him and carmelo hayes i'm, I'm interested to see where it goes bummed that we didn't get to have our victory lap yeah but, but no let me just say now look i now i think trick is going to be fine so I I got no worries about him out of all this. It's just to me, it's just the way things the story is from a story standpoint, the way things are going. I'm just I'm just tired. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on here. One of the matches that I agree with Rob, I wasn't overly invested in was the uh fatal four-way tag team match. And this ended up being a lot of fun. Like a lot of fun and just a lot of really good spots. Um the uh Rob Rob said the Los Lotharios were kind of just like roster filler last week, but even they had, you know, their moment in that match. Uh, Out the Mud, I really thought, uh, showed up. I like those guys. I've seen them live at the NXT house shows a couple times. I like their energy. They're both a couple of hosses. You know me, I'm always down for a good hoss fight. Um, the Creeds, I think at this point, it's... But again, we come to this problem that Rob was just mentioning are they gonna do? Everybody's like, do the creeds go up? And if they do, why? There's 
Nothing. I mean, yeah, they could probably go in there and feud, and I'll be honest with you, I'd like to see the Creeds get in there and mix it up with the uh, the Vikings, um, just because, again, Haas fight. But we've got to do something with those tag team championships. We've got to have a set on Raw. We've got to have a set on SmackDown. Maybe, again, they're waiting until the beginning of the year to do something. Um, I, I, I don't know. Like I said, getting back to the match, though, was a lot of fun, and I love that cannonball thing that Julius does off the top rope to the outside. I've seen him do it before. I just, I really paid attention to it Saturday night. That's a cool freaking move. And that's pretty, the camera angle that they had with him on that one, it just looked intimidating. Yeah. Like I really want to see them with the Alpha Academy. You know, I mean, yeah. Yeah. That'd be really good. Jason, yeah, you got anything? I'm I, yeah. I'm with you on the, um, the, the tag match because again I was telling you guys even at the first the the pre-show or whatever previous show we did I don't enjoy the four, fatal four-way tag match how you only have two legal guys and blah 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 this is a ton of fun um, so and uh, I I thought it wasn't quite the right time for the uh, the family to lose and they didn't so um, yeah it was a good time. I tell you what, man, they got me with that with that uh, Tony D'Angelo injury. I was they have gotten really good at that kind of stuff. I was really questioning what happened in that moment when Tony, you know, went to the back and the ref called for for medical and everything, and to left Stacks in there to go it alone. Uh, really good stuff. And then <laughs> get to listen to Tony D'Angelo drop an f bomb on on TV was pretty funny. Um, I caught it when he said it. I'm like, ah, you mother. <laughs> So it's uh, good jumping, stuff. Yeah, all in all, good stuff. Dropping f bombs on camera. Who would do, who would do something like that? Terrible. <laughs> Come on. Come on we, we we try to avoid that here on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, yeah. but occasionally we just we have a shoot bear. Um, I have no filter on a good day, and then Jason at any given time could tell you you look like a dude who should be pumping his fucking gas. So. Hey, man. It's, and it just is well, what it is. Uh, one note about, yeah, uh, one note about these first three matches. Uh, time. Uh, Corbin and Breaker went nine minutes. Perfect. Yep. Uh, Trick and Dom went nine minutes. Perfect. And the uh, four-way tag team match went 12 minutes. Perfect. Yeah, that was the other thing I was going to say, the pacing of the show. Even the longer mm-hmm. matches that we're about to get into felt perfectly paced. Just the right amount of time. I know Rob probably has the uh, the time breakdown on the rest of the card up there, and 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 you know kudos to that. Um, but yeah, the the first three matches, man, they were in, they were out, and I think nine minutes for Corbin and Breaker is the right amount of time to tell the story they were telling. And you know, same thing with uh, with uh, Trick and uh, Dom. It's, yeah, it was the right amount of time. Because Trick, you know, look, Trick is still coming along, and right, you know, he's not somebody you stick out there for fifteen minutes yet. Not yet. So, so moving on to, uh, I've lost count of what's next. Let's just go right into, uh, from a wrestling and just pure fight standpoint, what ended up being not only the match of the night, but some people are saying a match of the year contender, uh, NXT championship on the line, champion Carmelo Hayes versus the man that never got the memo that this is all work, Ilya Dragunov. Um, that lunatic, Jesus. <laughs> Like, I want to know how much caffeine, and I'm saying caffeine, <laughs> is involved in that dude's match preparation because he is intense. 
Like that dude is just shot out of a cannon every single time he comes through. And I love it. I love watching it. I think that the guy is, um, he's probably one of the more, when I watch him move, uh, mesmerizing. Like I'm watching him and I'm like, he is just intense is the only word I can come up with. And I'm trying to find a comparison as to anyone that I've ever seen that was that intense. And I'm drawing a blank right now. I love watching the guy work. Um, And and what I liked about this and what I've liked about Carmelo's run is that each one of his opponents throughout this run has had to explore a different side of his in-ring ability. Like he can go in there and he can have a, uh, a fly around match with a guy like Ricochet or a guy like Wesley. He can go in there and, and have a power match with a guy like Braun Breaker. I mean, he can go in and do some of his more stuff that he's known for, but he can work with a guy who is a more of a power wrestler, like a Braun Breaker. And then he can go in there with a technical slash brawler like Dragunov and still have another banger. And to me, that speaks volumes as to what kind of, you know, in-ring competitor uh, Carmelo Hayes is. And I I think I said probably about a year or so ago, from just an in-ring standpoint, in my opinion, he's top five athlete in professional wrestling in the world. Yeah, man, he's, I mean, I don't know what their plan with him is, but I can't imagine by this time next year, he's still in NXT. Oh, no, no, no. No, definitely not. I think it's... I, I, I'm planning a flag. He's in the rumble. Whether or not that's his call up, that'll be his job interview on the main roster. Will be he's in the rumble. Him and Braun Breaker are both in the rumble this year. Um, so I could see. I think. I think it's a good chance both of them will come up Raw after WrestleMania when they when they both show up. I could see that. Yeah. Mm. So I think both of them like you don't just stick them in the draft to get drafted up. You don't do that. Um, I think you, you do want to make a thing out of them showing up on the main roster. So I think, uh, I think, it, yeah, I think both of them, you know, we're off to WrestleMania. Here we go. I think. You think they're going to they wait that long? Finn Balor, didn't they? Um, they did. Up. He was what number one or number two draft pick? Yeah, he got drafted. Yeah, yeah he got drafted like first. Um, um, well, we'll see. I mean, because now remember that was also the first draft of the brand split. That was kind of a different. Right thing that was a big deal um but because like now like this year like the people who got drafted up this year it was just kind of like oh from nxt here's so-and-so yeah <laughs> you know um, yeah here's indy hartwell all right yeah and do stuff yeah uh, i don't love indy but just she was just there and okay send her back well just the, the way that yeah i mean the way they drafted the people up from it the way the people from nxt came up in the draft this year was just kind of like oh yeah here they go they got drafted. Yep. In, in Indy's defense, I think they draft. I think she injured herself right before the draft, so oh, like yeah. they drafted oh, yeah, her, yeah, yeah. and then she had nothing to do because she was on the uh, the injured list. Yeah, that wasn't a commentary on Indy. That was just like that's no, how just, it how it how it happened. And it was yeah. the perception of it is like, hey, oh yeah, by the way, some NXT folks. Yeah, and they, they, they we just kind of slid like uh, you know Odyssey Jones has been part of SmackDown for what eight months now, and he's been in witness protection. Yeah, and then, like <laughs> you know they did it with with. Caden and Katana, same things. Like, oh, they're here, and yeah, you know, yeah. and then, you know, and Alba and I the same thing. Like, oh, yeah, they're here. Okay, they're here. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, so I don't think you're not going to do that with, with Braun or Carmelo. They're, no, they're 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 big freaking deals. Those guys are. 
But getting back to the match, absolutely incredible. Just what a fight. And, yeah. and I've always said I like a match that feels like a fight. And Ilya, obviously, every match he's in feels like he's fighting for his life, like Rent is due. Yeah. Um, and, and Carmelo gave as well as he got. And I love seeing that. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Cause, man, um, yeah, Ilya is just, man. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a scary dude sometimes. He is. It's like, I, I, again, I go back to intensity. I have to wonder, though, and I think Jason, I think, brought this point up last week with the potential, because we keep hearing that by the end of the year, whatever NXT UK used to be, I guess it's going to be NXT NXT Europe now or whatever it's going to be. You got to wonder if the plan is to prop Ilya up now and then send him over there as their big megastar to jumpstart that whole thing. Uh, Jason, I, I think when, when you when you made that call, it made a lot of sense to me if his plan is not to remain in the U.S. Yeah, that, I think this is. This is might be the jumpstart for that uh, and, and uh, NXT Europe gets whenever that actually finally gets off the ground. Um, I feel like they've just been. I feel like that's going to be one of those things. By the way, that all of a sudden they're just going to announce it tomorrow, and then we'll, they'll have a show in like a week, and we'll just be like, "What? What? What happened?" But uh, but yeah, I feel like this is at least an audition for that role to hopefully drag some viewers over there um, yeah. or you know, hit make that, him the face that of that brand. Exactly. Yeah. And it makes sense because he's the guy who took down Walter. Like, yeah. so, and, you know, and I can say that because he was Walter then. Um, you know, when he was the 700-some-odd-day NXT UK champion, Dragunov was the guy who dethroned him. Like, so they very much, you know, he very much is a big deal. Yeah, and honestly, as much as we love the guy, I would be a bit concerned about him on the main roster cause, just because of size. Um, yeah, and and not that he would be a jobber or anything, but I think just there's potentially just a lower ceiling for him. I, I think you you could send him to NXT Europe, and he could just rule you know rule the place for years. Much more valuable to that company in NXT Europe than he is on the main roster. As much as there are some dream matches I'd like to see with him on the yeah. main roster, I he's much more valuable to that company overseas. Because honestly, because like even if you run him and Gunther on the main roster, it's gonna in that, in front of that <clears throat> crowd, it's not going to look the same. Right. Well, and right. we talked about Gunther a little bit earlier today, and I said he's one of the rare great wrestler guys that they've managed to invest in the right way and make a big deal out of them. A lot of times, you know, you get guys who are fantastic in-ring workers. Like, can't take a, a, a bit of anything credit away from them for their in-ring ability, but then they're Beyond that, there's like no personality. Their their personality is literally watching paint dry. And for a while, Gunther was like that. And I early on, when he was still Walter, I'm like, okay, this guy's a hoss in the ring, but I'm not seeing the rest of it. And they have through this slow burn with him shown me the rest of it. And it's 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 been his trajectory has been really interesting. But I, I agree with you, Rob. I don't think him and Ilya on the main roster hits the way it did with NXT UK. Right. Cause those guys, cause, cause they had a history of matches in Europe against each other. Mm-hmm. And it was just a whole lot more behind it. Whereas, if, you know, if they have a match on raw again, 90% of the people don't know shit about progress. 
Right. Um, you know, and so they, and they don't care. Um, and it just, yeah, it's not the same thing. Um, and look, with Gunther, you know, we've been, we've been critical of some stuff with Triple H. Uh, you got to give him credit for sticking with it and sticking this out. Uh, there's been a real corner turn in the last two or three months. I mentioned this in our chat. Like when you look at things, some like some certain like numbers and whatnot, things like ratings and views for stuff. Um, there's been a real corner turned in the past two or three months. Uh, yeah. Because for a while it was just like, you know, I mean, you saw what they were trying to do. And it just kind of wasn't getting there. And but they but they stuck with it and they kept, you know, they kept consistent and they and like the past two or three months has been a real corner turned. Yeah. Well, you have to you have to give him credit for sticking his neck out there for some of his guys. I mean, he he brought back um and as again his name just freaking fell right out of my head, the big boy. Um oh, Vince, uh, not Kaiser, but uh, Vinci. No, 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 not Vinci, not Vinci. Uh, the big Haas kid. No, um, ah, oh, geez, they had released him, brought him back. Why is his name falling right out of my? I told you guys, it's this fifty-year-old crap. The the uh, the Kiwi kid, the kid from. Uh, oh God, it's killing me. I know somebody's somebody's screaming at the podcast right now. Bronson Reed, Bronson Reed, Bronson Reed. Yes, Bronson Reed. Thank yeah. you, my God. Somebody was literally screaming at the podcast, going, "Bronson Reed, you dumb old fuck." Um, anyway, yeah, he, he's you know, stayed the course with him. And obviously the, the general audience had no clue who he was. Same thing with Gargano and Ciampa. Gargano and Ciampa were NXT staples. He's, he's stood true to those guys. He's, 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 you know, stuck by his guns and these got these people that he believes in. And, and I'm glad to see that because it's a gamble. I mean, yeah, Gargano and Ciampa worked well in NXT because they were custom made for what NXT was. Uh, so, He's sticking by it, and I like to see that, and I think eventually it's going to pay dividends. Listen, man, DIY got back together, so I need a lightning bolt to hit the ring on Saturday or Sunday, whenever it is. And uh, and the, the magic lightning bolt needs to send those blue belts back to SmackDown and those red belts back to Raw, and we just need order and balance in the universe so I can watch DIY do a bunch of ass-kicking. Yep, I'm, I'm here for that. But anyway, getting back to Ilya, yeah, Ilya defeating Carmelo Hayes, which we kind of thought might happen, um, but we weren't entirely sure. We, you know, and then it, it all leans very heavily on the story that's building with Trick and Melo. You know, you catch at the end, you know, Carmelo loses his championship. Trick is in the back. Trick's got the North American title strapped over that shoulder, and Carmelo comes in and he's, you know, and the first thing he does is he looks down at the North American Championship. And you can see in his eyes that, it, that he's jealous. He's jealous of Trick. He's like, Trick's got his and I lost mine. Who am I? Well, but you also know? not not only that, I mean, that, that you know, it's not just that Melo lost the championship and Carmelo and, you know, Trick has one. Trick now has the title that basically was Carmelo's launching pad and the title that he, you know, really put a, put a nice shine on while he had right. it. Right. So it's like a double-edged sword. It's just like, man, I lost my baby, and you've got my original baby. Like, yep. come on, man. Yep. What What are we doing here? So it's gonna be fun to watch that play out. Um. Yeah. All in all, man. Like I said, that's it's in the it's in the conversation for match of the year contender, at least in WWE. I know again, there's gonna be people that you know come across as a mood about AEW, whatever. 
Anyway, um, at least in WWE, that is definitely a match of the year contender for my money. The one thing that had me concerned was this match was so good. And this is a kind of an awkward segue into the main event. This match was so good. I was really concerned with how Becky and Tiffany Stratton were going to follow this up. Like they did Carmelo and Ilya just tore the house down in all the right ways. And now, and, and this is not a slight on Becky, not a slight on Tiffany. I was sitting there wondering how are these girls going to follow it up? And I'll be damned if they did. I'll be damned if, and, and I shouldn't be surprised because Becky Lynch is a hell of a lot better than people give her credit for. And Tiffany Stratton, I'll say it. I said it on the app formerly known as Twitter. Tiffany Stratton is legit. She has now twice gone in there, held her own against Becky Lynch and didn't look less than doing it. And so, the, the, the I'm sorry, Jason. So I'm just saying that girl and she is her. She's always been very, very like, I see the vision with her, like, oh, the athleticism, the charisma, the whatnot. But again, sometimes these folks just turn a corner and you're just like, holy shit. And yeah. in the last, like, let's say, but I mean, it's been this title reign, but in it's particularly in the last like month and a half, Tiffany has just put it all together, man. And she is the complete package. She's got the character work down. She's got the wrestling down. She's got a cute little signature stuff that she does. Like, She's just got it, man. That girl's yeah. a ball of fire. I love it. She, she is. She's put all the pieces together. And I love that her and Becky went out there and got violent. Like, you know, they, they went out there. Tried, Tiffany got busted open early on. I think uh, Becky rung her bell on one of the uh, handrails when they went outside the ring and they were fighting up the steps. And I think Becky uh, went to ram her into one of the, the handrails. And I think that's where Tiffany got busted open. Becky laid her arm wide open. Um, and just all around good stuff. Incredible table spot with Tiffany hitting a swanton on Becky um, and Becky protecting her throughout the whole thing, which I didn't catch until somebody slowed it down and showed it. Um, I thought it was incredible. I, it just the match was a lot of fun. And, and I know it got a little special for Rob towards the end, <laughs> to say the least. I, I'm sure Rob's got some thoughts. I'm going to let him take the floor. <laughs> Stratton did a very wonderful job. <laughs> and I can't wait till she gets to have a great match with somebody who doesn't need to gimmick it up. Oh, God, Rob. <laughs> you know, some people can have great matches without having it to be a bunch of weapons and their cages and no DQ. Okay, and... <laughs> You know, looking forward to when we get to see that. He does not like that orange-haired lady. He no, doesn't you know, like I, her. Cause, no, because you know, I came down here to elevate everybody. Oh, this is not, and oh, this is not about checking a box, but it is about righting a wrong. Because they didn't believe in me before. That's why they didn't give me the NXT title before, because they didn't believe in me. Oh, I, I, there's, there's no lies in there, Rob. I, 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 bullshit. <laughs> Up up until a month ago, Becky Lynch was the greatest women's wrestler to never win the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, This is totally not about checking a box. Sure. (laughs) It's 100% about checking a box. (laughs) Okay. Just like it wasn't about checking a box when they won, when she won the tag team title earlier this year and didn't defend it one time. (laughs) Oof. Okay. 
Did he is really furious at that, that orange-haired lady this week. Walked around, walked around a little bit with it like it was an accessory for two months. <laughs> Looked no, good on her, though. That wasn't about checking a box either, though, now, was it? No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, it wasn't, because she doesn't do that. She's so unselfish. She, just she, wanted, like to, she wanted to elevate that up-and-coming Trish Stratus. Yeah. <laughs> good job. You guys yeah. should see the look on Rob's face right yeah, now. Yeah, about winning, about winning two handicap matches against her in like a week. Yeah. It's really, <laughs> really great for her and Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark has now been elevated to the point where she's getting beaten in two minutes by Nijax. Great she elevation. should be getting beaten two minutes by Nijax. Well, I mean, she should. I'm, well, I mean, okay, but if you elevate somebody, then then they're, then they're above that after that. But well, apparently not. Well, she elevated her enough to get her, you know, in people's minds, and now it's up to Zoe Stark to to put the rest of it together. And Becky can't hold her hand the whole way, Rob. Oh well, but but see, oh see, my goodness, enough. But see, but some people, some people lose one match, and their oh, their career was ruined. Their momentum oh, was destroyed. Oh, okay, Rob. Well, that's because Charlotte completely buried Asuka. Asuka never recovered, Rob. She never recovered. Yeah, that's right. And, and she never <laughs> recovered. And Rhea Ripley never recovered. And, and you know, and oh, no. Right? Oh, no. Tiffany, you know. Tiffany Stratton's never going to recover. Oh, boy. Oh, no, no, we'll see. No, but she 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 got elevated by getting beat two times. She's getting elevated. She Dude. got to go one-on-one with the man. That's right. Big time backs. She got elevated. Ooh. Never mind that she had already elevated herself before the damn feud even started. Okay. More importantly, what bullshit? No Jade, no Jade Cargill at the end of the show. Hunter, Sean, you're fired. <laughs> Sean, you just put on a great card. You're fired. You're out of here. No Jade Cargill. The whole show was a wash. No Jade Fair Cargill was a wash. Why did I spend you know four ninety nine a month on this shit? So. Why, why did I get this included with my cable package? This is awful. <laughs> all in all, man, I, in closing, I thought it was a great show. You know, it, there were some little things here and there, little production things, and just a couple little match things that I could pick apart that I won't because it's not important. Uh, I had a blast watching the whole thing. It didn't feel like it was because it was just shy of three hours, I think the whole show was. I think, I think Sean got us out before 11 o'clock, which I appreciated because I'm old. Um, and, and the whole thing flowed. The matches were perfectly paced, perfectly timed. And, you know, everybody felt like a star on Saturday night. Yeah. All in all, not a show I was expecting to be wowed by that I was kind of wowed by. Yeah. All right. It is that time of the show where we hawk some t-shirts. I want to invite you to go over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. From there, you can peruse, browse, if you will, the collection of chair shot radio network t-shirts that we have there on the prowrestlingtees.com, including a t-shirt representing this very podcast, the mindless wrestling podcast. That's right. You can go pick one up. A couple of starving artists will thank you. Your body will thank you if you pick that up in soft style. That is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Now, I guess we need to talk about the big news this week. Um, Edge wrapped up his WWE career about a month ago. Uh, his last match in WWE was against Sheamus. Uh, there was some speculation as to what he was going to do moving forward. He admittedly had a contract extension in his uh, email inbox from WWE. He hadn't made a decision. 
lot of speculation. Was he going to end up going to AEW? Uh, that was confirmed this weekend. He did indeed show up at the end of the AEW show. I don't even remember the name of the show. Uh, Wrestle... Wrestle Dream. Dream? Uh, Wrestle Dream. Wrestle Dream. Wrestle Dream. Showed up at Wrestle Dream. Um, <clears throat> not a huge surprise. Um, but what I want to talk about, not only is, is, is the potential impact of him being there, but more the discourse around him even going. And if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know we collectively have been highly critical of AEW as a company. Um, we, you know, call us E-Drones, call us whatever you want. We, you know, sometimes defend WWE even when we shouldn't. Um, but the, the the discourse from a lot of people over Edge leaving WWE, making a decision to leave a company that was so good to him and gave him so much for 25 years, there are people absolutely up in their feelings over this guy making a decision to leave. And even being the biggest E-Drone in the room, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. And one thing we've always said, and Edge put out a big four-part uh, post on the app formerly known as Twitter, uh, explaining his reasoning, explaining, you know, why he wanted it. He wasn't unhappy with WWE. It just, he felt like as a partnership, they'd grown apart. His wants and needs were different from their wants and needs. And while he still got a little bit of gas in the tank, he had other things he wanted to do. And we have long maintained on this show that if you're not, happy slash satisfied at your place of employment, it's time for you to start looking at other options. And if I'm Edge, <clears throat> I've got to be looking at the landscape in WWE right now. We just had the big merger with Endeavor and TKO. Okay. So WWE as a company is now fundamentally changed on the uh, corporate level. Not necessarily their, their business model isn't going to change much, but WWE is very much invested in, promoting younger people and eventually moving younger people into meaningful slots on TV. That really narrows the field and the gap for TV time and work for a guy like Edge, who really has already has a small window to begin with. And if there's anything left in the business he wants to accomplish, it's not going to happen in WWE. So I can't fathom how people can't understand that from his perspective that, hey, I've got stuff I want to do before I just can't do it anymore, and WWE, unfortunately, is not the place that I can do it. Um, Jason, let's start with you. I, what, are, what are your thoughts? First, just on Edge going to AEW to begin with. Good luck and God bless, man. I mean, yeah, I'm not been out of shape about it. You, you outkicked your coverage here. You're a Hall of Famer twice over. You had a miracle, you know, career resurgence that you, you know, didn't think even could possibly happen for a long time. You know, you were in the most miraculous WrestleMania main event ever, considering the three parties involved. And now you want to go, I, I, for once, I'm just going to take a promo at face value, man. He wants to go party with his buddy, Buddy Jay. That's it. You, you know, Christian. Yeah, I've got some thoughts on that in a few minutes, but I want to get Rob's sentiment on Edge going to AEW, and then we'll talk yeah. about some of the discourse. Sorry, just to wrap up, like I don't the people getting like actually mad about it. Like I don't understand. He's not mad. They're not mad. Nobody. It don't, Nobody's. Nobody's angry about it. I'm sure he wrote his own contract, and Tony was just like, "Yeah, sure, whatever you say, Adam." And again, God bless you, sir. You know. 
get Beth a new car and, you know, get the kids some new power wheels and have a good time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello? Yeah. Bro, okay. I know you got I'll, thoughts, but go ahead. I was, waiting, I was waiting for him to, to kick it to me. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. I, I apologize. I no, no go ahead. I got, I got, well, I, I mean, I have like so much to say here. One, everybody, one is a job. Okay, folks. Um, that's the first thing. Um, second, you know, well, WWE was so good to him. They gave him some, oh, he gave them everything. Okay. It's, I mean, he had, how many surgeries did he have? And he, he rushed back from all those surgeries. He went on the road all those years. He took bumps all those years. He fell off of ladders. He took chairs to the head, for, you know, for the first 13 years. I mean, he had spinal fusion surgery because of the work that he did there. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. you know, because, um, you know, because when people leave, you know, this whole idea that, well, well, the WWE did so much for you. These people are giving the WWE everything they have also. This is not a one-way thing here. This is not like, well, you know, the WWE gives them all of this money and, and it's a one-way relationship and they should just be eternally grateful and do whatever the company wants them to do because the company gave them a bunch of money for however many years. Um, these people literally give all that they have of their bodies in service of this company. Okay. He did it for 13 years. He only stopped because he couldn't get cleared to keep going. He had all these surgeries. He had spinal fusion surgery, which is something that I think none of us ever aspire to ever have to do. Okay. It sucks. I can tell you. It sucks. Tina had a had cervical fusion uh, about a year and a half, about a year and a half ago now. And it was, uh, it's not, it, it yeah. I, I was five years old in a body cast for eight months. Wow. Man. Yeah, man. So he, he went through that because, you know, he cared so much about doing the job that he was doing for them for those first 13 years. He, he tortured his body enough to the point where he needed spinal fusion surgery. Okay. There is nothing else he owes that company. And, no. and, when, and when he was cleared to come back and AEW made him an offer back in like 2019, he came to Vince and he said, look, I'm I've been, you know, the doctor says I can come back. This other company is offering me this. I wanted to come to you first because, you know, you, you know, because you gave me my shot, et cetera, et cetera. So he came to them first. He came to them. 
he didn't have he so, he could have just went to dynamite okay? right there even if you think wwe owes him or he owes wwe anything right there they're square man he paid yeah. him back he, he gave him first right of refusal he he could have just taken tony's money the first time and walked right over there and showed up on dynamite and you know and and, and that would have been crazy and then giving could, AEW the return of Adam Copeland. And he could have gotten on the mic and he could have cut a hey, I wanted to come back, you know. Home, oh yeah. They would they wouldn't let me. He could have cut that promo in 2019, okay? Yeah, well, yeah, but also as soon as Vin, as soon as he told Vince, hey, they offered me a contract, well Vince was like, Well, I don't want that promo on TNT, so come on down, pal. Yeah, and so he 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 gave everything there was possibly to give to that company to the WWE. Yeah, he owes them absolutely nothing. Okay, and he didn't he didn't demand to get out of this contract. He 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 played out his contract and he did his dates. And it was I mean which is that's what you're supposed to do, right? Um, and so and like you said, he has a short window left. Um, and he said himself that they just couldn't figure out any, anything else to do going forward. And so, and he has a short window in the other company. His best friend is in the other company. There are other guys in that other company that he never got a chance to work with who he would, and he, he ran off some names. He was, he mentioned Samoa Joe. I think he mentioned Kenny Omega. Um, you know, and then FTR, his buddies also, I mean, real life friends. Um, you know, so there's a chance to do six man matches with them. Um, there's, there's, there's a bunch of stuff to do over there with the time he has left. So do it. You can't, you can't blame him for going over there to do it. Right. Oh. I, look, I also liked, um, his, in, in the promo, the promo was fun. Um, by the way, his promo, you know, his comeback promo on dynamite was awesome. It was fun. You know, he's he's just here to have a good time, and he gave the story that he tweeted, and that I, you know, I'll believe it wasn't the, I'll believe that the story happened. I will not believe that it was reason one and only that he made this decision, but the story of his girls telling him go play with Uncle Jay, you know, which I totally would believe. Um, and then the the cool promo where he said he wants to get the band back together with it with. You know, Edge and Christian ride again, part two, Christian Cage and Adam Copeland. Um, and Christian's base it told him literally, go go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, which was amazing because it plays out in kayfabe and it plays out in kind of a shooty kind of way. You know, Christian right. Cage finally on his own, like again, you know, he had his solo run in TNT, uh, TNA, excuse me, and like and other places that I just didn't pay attention to because that was when I was wrestle blind. But again, he's back on his own. He's got his own faction. He's he's really like on the come up. And here comes, you know, old buddy Edge off fresh off another WrestleMania main event and said, Hey Bal, can I, you know, jump on your coattails real fast? And Christian says, Okay, no. Um, you know, that's a beautiful story that'll play out for six months, and that's gonna be fun. But the little little thing that Edge or excuse me, Adam dropped in the middle there where he was looking at Christian and said, you know, you got these people around you, but sooner or later, they're going to chew you up and spit you out and kick you to the curb. Trust me, I know. 
And obviously, he's talking about literally across the street. You know, he's talking judgment about the Judgment Day. Day. Yeah. So that was good. Yeah. And, but, so he, you know, AEW likes that inside baseball. But that's inside baseball that I can deal with yeah, um, because it's not a blatant shot. At, yeah, exactly. That's just continuity. That isn't even a shot or anything like that. That's right. That's character it's, continuity. To me, that's it's the same like, as it's the same as Aleister Black still playing up the eye injury from yeah. Seth Rollins. Yeah, I'm okay with that kind of stuff. You know, it, because it, it calls back to hey, this is what used to happen, and it's still telling a story because there's not a huge difference between Aleister Black and Malachi Black. It's the same guy just working for a different company, same character just working for a different company. I would argue a bit more fleshed out in AEW, but he's still calling back to, hey, five years ago, Seth Rollins tried to gouge my eye out. Um, and that kind of stuff I can deal with. It's not a direct shot across the bow at the company. It's just a nod to, hey, and you have to nod to that kind of stuff, especially with Edge and Christian, because there's such a history there. You can't ignore it. You can't walk in and pretend that these guys don't know each other. They've never met. And this is their first time meeting, you know, because fans aren't going to buy that shit. So cleverly done. On the show, we routinely ask, you know, please play along. Please play along. But that would be a bridge too far for me. Okay, please play along. These guys don't know each other. No, I'm not going to do that. Right. So it it just the the discourse with it all is absolutely ridiculous. Um, I, I do understand and respect hey he wanted to he wanted to end his career with his best friend and unfortunately in wwe for whatever reason there's been you know different reasons kicked around wwe just did not find a place for christian other than using him as a cheap pop the crowd moment in the royal rumble two years ago they did not choose to keep him on as a full-time talent if edge wants to rep or adam copeland they're going to take some getting used to after 18 years of that um, it's, I, I don't fault the guy because AEW is the only place he's going to do it. Um, as a WWE fan, as a fan of Edge, in my fantasy booking world, he ended his career with WWE. I probably will not follow his work over in AEW. For me, his career ended with Sheamus. Um, I hope he does good work over there. I hope he has a lot of fun. I hope he stays safe. That's my primary concern with him being over there. Um, I, you know, I have to trust his um, self-awareness to know what he can do, what he can't do, know his limitations. And because I don't trust Tony or the safety protocol of that company at all. Um, So I'm taking it faith that Adam Copeland knows what he can do, what he can't do. And he will not, you know, extend himself beyond his own boundaries. But I personally being, because I just cannot at this point, watch AEW regardless of who goes over there their boss and their fans have ruined that experience for me like permanently and that sucks because there's some really good talent on that roster but the the fan base the owner have completely fucked that for me so unfortunately for me I probably won't watch a whole lot if any of Adam Copeland and AEW but that being said best of luck to you I support it I, I support anybody going somewhere where they're happy and I hope he, I hope he gets out of what he wants, man. And, um, yeah, man. Yeah, so I'm just, on, a, on, a, on a kind of larger note, as a fan, uh, we've said before how it is, you know, it is better for the wrestlers to have two places that can pay you good money, two places where you can be on national TV, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
for that to remain a thing, it can't just be like WWE mid Carter is going over there. Okay. It can't. Yeah. Um, AEW is the number two company. And for you, when you're the number two company, you know, to stay relevant at a high level, you got to poach some people from the number one company. That's just what it is. Okay. Um, I know we've, you know, we've made jokes about it. We've made, you know, comments about it and, over the years, but that, that's what it is. Okay, that's what you got to do. Okay, in WCW, they went and got Hulk Hogan. Okay, and and that's how they started turning things around. All right, it's what you got to do. So it's what they have to do. All right, they can't just get Miro or Andrade or you know Luke Harper, you know rest in peace. They can't just get those guys or Malachi Black. Okay, they got yes, they have to get John Moxley. They have to get Chris Jericho. They have to get CM Punk. Okay. And they have to get edge. They have to get people like that. Okay. Um, and he won't be the last guy, right? Um, another guy who is in a, who has a similar kind of situation is like Kevin Owens, right? I mean, Kevin, he has friends over there. There's literally nothing else he can. There's really nothing more for him to do. He's never going to top what he did this year in WWE. Um, he, he just isn't. You can't. I mean, I mean, he may have made it two times against Roman Reigns on pay per view this year. Okay. Yeah. And main event night one of WrestleMania, and and you know and all of that. I mean, he's never topping that in WWE, right? And he's up in age. He's got friends in AEW. I mean, don't be surprised if next year he or whenever his contract is up, don't be surprised if he does the same thing. Um, yeah. And look, and it's but you need people Stone that. What say again? He wrestles Stone Cold. Right. That too. Yes. And the year before he wrestled Stone Cold Steve Austin. And yeah. so you're not. I mean, that's. <laughs> There's nothing unless he's the guy to dethrone Roman Reigns. There's nothing left for that dude. Yeah, he's, he's, he's already been. He's a universal champion. List. He's yeah. he's a Grand Slam champion. You yeah. know, a, what is he going to win the Royal Rumble and beat Roman Reigns? I'm not holding my breath as much as I love Kevin. No, I mean, if if there if he was going to beat Roman, Reigns, he's had like eight chances to beat Roman Reigns on the pay per view. And well, I mean, no, kind of. Okay, he had some chances in the beginning. But if the plan was, hey, we're going to get this guy to a thousand days, or at least like eight hundred at that point, you know, then no, he had no shot whatsoever. It's, right. it's not happening, basically. So, right. I mean, but so don't be. Whenever it's, I think his contract may be up next year or something, but don't be surprised if he does the same thing. Um, and again, it's good for the wrestlers because AEW needs to be a viable place, not just for mid carters and WWE needs to be a viable place for big name people to go and continue doing whatever it is they're doing. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's, it's better for the wrestlers if that happens. And yes. And so the, yes, that means that some people you really like seeing on WWE television may leave and go there. Yeah. And, what? but <clears throat> You all look. You got Peacock. You can go back and watch all the stuff they did in WWE. Yeah. If if you just don't want to see them there, that's fine. And and it's it's ultimately it's better for the talent. It's better for the wrestlers for it to be that way. Um, right. It, one, it, one, go ahead, Robin. And I've got. And, and as much and as much as people like the you know t- as much much as people talk about these wrestlers like they're their best friends and like they're their family members or their significant others. As much as y'all talk about these folks like that, I mean, if you really are that concerned about them, then yeah. then this then you should want this to be a thing. Right. 
What I'm hoping with, because I, I've said this in the chat with you guys, Adam Copeland has the potential to be the guy that Tony thought CM Punk would be in the locker room. Um, I don't think Tony anticipated, they did, at least what I know about Edge, you don't hear too many bad words about him. You don't hear too many uh, stories about him trying to upset the apple cart, unlike a CM Punk who just has a history of being toxic and a history of being a certain way backstage. Edge has always, you know, seemed much more likable, much more approachable. And I think he has the potential to be the guy that Tony thought CM Punk was going to be. Somebody who can come in, help regulate that locker room a little bit, help regulate the show a little bit, and hopefully improve their 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 output. Because they Tony owes it to the talent that have been ride or die with him since day one. To the ones that are currently signing with him, like you know, we, he still signs people. There's still people trying to go actively to AEW versus WWE. He owes it to them to keep that company afloat. And the, I don't know if you guys follow Steve uh, at Not Doctor Death. Yes. Yeah. He posted yeah. a really good thread today talking about AEW, and he compared he compared Tony Khan to Dixie, and he's like, you cannot run a startup wrestling promotion and not talking about like when um ted turner because he referenced ted turner buying wcw ted turner bought an established commodity it already had established stars and established name tony khan built something from zero similar to what dixie did with tna and you cannot be starstruck with your talent and run a company because then the talent's going to end up running the company and the talent doesn't always know what the hell they're doing you know, and and then to his credit, neither does Tony. But it was a great thread from uh, from Steve. I, I thought it was a really good read, and he made some really good points. Uh, Tony's got to at some point just be the money guy, and find somebody who really, really knows how to run a wrestling show, and say, "Hey, look, can you do this for me?" And, and with with me overseeing. And maybe things will get better. He owes it to that to that roster to do that. Yeah, and um, somebody like I think Edge is somebody who I think who can who can be that person in the locker room again that they were hoping CM Punk would be. Um, and well, ultimately, there there two there are two people in particular. Well, just those damn EVPs are their problem. <laughs> They are, and they they are a problem. Um, and all the you know, and the people who are closest to them, they, those people, they are a problem. Um, and you know, I think well, and look, you know, Edge will get along with them better than CM Punk did for sure. So, you know, when, you know, but then again, but but you know, Cody got along with them, you know, and he still he still calls them friends, but it got to a point where it's like, you know what? Eh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still think, and he'll never say, and that's fine. I don't need to know. I think him and Tony had a falling out. Well, I yeah, think well, there was a legitimate falling out with him and Tony Khan, and I think that was what finally. I don't even think it was so much that he looked around at the company and said, "This ain't what I want." I think yeah. he, I think he legitimately had a falling out with Tony Khan. Yeah, and I think um, now we all think he was going to come back regardless. Yeah, but at the same time, if he really, if if he if he if if AEW was all he wanted it to be still, 
Tony could have made. I think if Tony made him the right offer, I think he would have stayed. Yeah, possibly. Uh, Although I, mean, I think he made the right move. I think to, oh. I think Cody Rhodes bet on himself for the second time in his career. Yeah, and it's paying dividends for him and the oh, company. Absolutely, and but but at the same time, he wouldn't. You know, the the WWE comeback doesn't happen if he doesn't if he's not over there to set himself up. Um, Correct. So Correct. again, it's, it's good to have that place there. Yeah. Uh, and as a fan, look, I, you know, I, I hated it when Moxley left WWE because I was the biggest shield mark as you can get. And and I just I hated just the notion that there wasn't going to be any more shield. Right. Um, but, you know, he he's personally feels better off being there. And him again, he was he was the first guy to do it. And him him going there is ultimately better for the wrestlers. Um. And it's just sometimes it's just what it is sometimes. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we we would all rather our favorite wrestlers work in the same company, whatever whatever your favorite company is. You, you would all you, you would rather your favorite wrestlers all be there in the same place so you can watch them all on the same show. And bro, bro, I just need like six people, like six, maybe eight people to get contracts. And then I don't have to watch wrestling on Wednesdays anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm, I don't. I barely even find time to watch WWE programming between three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown, two hours of NXT. I, as it is, I cram it in on the weekends when I can. I ain't watching AEW for my, my own reasons, but also I don't have time to fit in two, four, what, six more hours of professional wrestling, and that's not even including Impact, MLW, and whoever else has got a, a yeah. TV deal currently. I I can't. So I feel that not wanting to see your favorite people go across the street or go to the other company, but it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen more. So you got one of two choices. You can either follow them over to the other company or you can find new favorite wrestlers. I have chosen through the years to find new favorite wrestlers. And also, guys, if you, at the very least, for those of you in, within the sound of my voice that have cable television, come on. You can peek in. The wrestle, the literally, the internet tells you like when they're on television. Hey, right now they're on television. Tune into the show. Oh, they're gone. All right, flip back over to whatever you're watching. Come on, guys, no excuse. You can check in on these people. And and just to me, and again, I go back to the way that a lot of us, and I'll include myself in this, the way a lot of us talk about these folks on our Twitter timelines. Um. You, you can't talk about the folks the way the way we talk about them on our Twitter timeline, a lot of us. And then if they go to some other companies, like, oh, that's, that sucks. You know, uh, yeah. I don't know why they go over there. I wish they stayed here. I mean, you know, it, either, you know, it, basically you're, you're full of shit, basically. <laughs> so, right. Like, um, and look, yeah, it's a lot, and it's impossible to watch it, all these different companies, all these different hours of the day. It, it is impossible. Um, but again, if, if you really care about the, if you care, if you, if you really do care about the folks as much as you make yourself out to on Twitter, then ultimately you want what's better for the, the, you know, the, the, the workers, because ultimately look, they're labor, right? And you're, um, the same way, look, I mean, you, we wanted what was best for the writers that went on strike. We wanted what was, you know, um, all these people, all these different industries are going on strike now, right? And 
you know, if, if you have any ounce of concern for your fellow human being, even, um, you want these people to, to get better conditions and you want them to get paid better for what they do. And, you know, and, and yeah, that means, you know, that means some people, you know, everybody can't stay in the same place and make that happen. It requires movement. It requires, you know, in some of these other industries, people to go on strike. Um, yeah. Like these things are all necessary for the workers as a group to get what's best for them. And, and so pro wrestling's always been the shifting sands. Like we're not, I don't want right. to go too, down, too far down that hole, but you know, Rob and I grew up, you know, in the days before even the Monday night wars, you know, when, you know, NWA before it was WCW, you'd have people that were on NWA programming one week and they'd be in the WWE for six months and then back in the NWA again. And it was just, it, sometimes they were in a different gimmick. Sometimes it was the same gimmick. Um, it just, Rob and I grew up with this and, and Jason being a Monday Night Wars kid, you know, he saw it with, you know, Eddie Guerrero and Chris Jericho eventually jumping ship going to WWE, you know, people like that. And, you know, Hall and Nash going from WWE to and, or WCW and then back again. And it just this this has gone on. The companies have survived. WWE has always weathered this uh, edge. Leaving WWE is not going to hurt them in the slightest. They're, it's barely even going to be a hiccup on the road. The bigger story is going to be how much of an impact is he actually going to make in AEW and <clears throat> the guy who we've had on this show one time. And, you know, he's a, a, a guy we chat with in our in our private chat. Uh, Nick, he seems to think that Edge, Adam Copeland, being there will kind of maybe put a tourniquet on the hemorrhaging of AEW. But again, it's just a Band-Aid. Well, but honestly, that, that's life as the number I, two company, though. Life well, is- I think it's sorry to, to jump in. I, I just want to get this out real quick because I don't have much to say other than I think you can change if he can change the culture, not even the culture of like rah, 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 but just I don't know, just tighten things up over there. Um, just lend his experience, lend his um, just. Yeah, I think he could be that guy who could steady the ship over there. I really do. Uh, I wouldn't say that about a lot of guys who uh, would make the jump, but for some reason, I just think it's it is Adam Copeland, and maybe maybe I'm drinking the Kool Aid. Yeah, I guess um, I'll, I'll end with just one piece of advice for Tony Khan: don't don't waste it, don't waste people's time. Okay, people don't want to see him slumming around with mid carters after six months. Okay. You need to put this put this man in big matches. You need to put your world title on him. Um, and when when you and you, you're going back to Wembley Stadium next year, he needs to be walking into Wembley Stadium as the AEW World Champion. Yeah, you need to treat this man like he's got a very narrow window because he does. And also, like he is, he is literally the biggest star that you have ever signed. And you need to treat him that way. And and if and if he comes around talking about, well, I just want to be one of the boys, you tell him. You need to tell him that. Okay, you can be one that's, of the boys after a year for this first yeah. year. That's you, not why I signed you. I didn't yeah. bring you here. To I'm signing you to do the ass grabbing thing with Edge and Christian because that's the most high profit thing we have. But other than that, for you to your wish list is gonna be it better be former world champions. Yeah, and um, and at least you know I say look for this first for a year. For a year, you have to be the number one guy, and you're going to wear this belt for six months. And it, you know, then after we've done that, then we can start looking at this other stuff you want to do. 
Um, don't you know? Um, don't don't if and I think Edge. I think he understands. Okay? I think he because you know because they've had that problem with Daniel Bryant. That Daniel Bryant just wants to be one of the boys, and he doesn't want to be the main guy and all this stuff. And they've kind of indulged him on that, and they shouldn't have. Okay? Right. Um, they shouldn't have done that. And we look. We saw this in WWE with Ronda Rousey. Ronda just wanted to be one of the girls this time around. You can't do. I mean, you can't shouldn't, do that with these folks. You shouldn't have done that. You can't. Right. You can't do that. You can't do that yeah. with these folks. If, if, right. if you sign somebody, if you sign somebody to be the number one guy or the number one girl, then that's what they got to be. And and you, they got to understand that. And you know, you got to say this is what it is. And you make me some money now. You can play grab ass later. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and that's what it is. And so Tony, that's what you need to do. That's you yep. know, don't you know? That's what you need. And, and if anybody in that locker room doesn't like it, tell them they can get on the first train to Stanford. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. I mean, <laughs> all right. Let's move on from this. We got one last little piece of business here to talk about. We got WWE Fast Lane coming up this weekend. Uh, our, our our usual suspect Jason is going to go down. So far, we've only got five matches. Uh, announced. Jason's going to go down those, and I think we don't have to go too deep here. We can just do like a, a quick around the horn um, predictions. I know we always say that, and then we end up going deep into the woods, right. but let's we'll keep it tight here. We Jason will try to keep it tight. No yeah, we will try to keep it tight. No guarantees, obviously, with us because um, you know we're just like that. We're, we're um, manic and so, insane here. Lane twenty twenty three. All right, so we have, and also, can we go right off the top and say how? You gave me clearance earlier, DJ. How fucking stupid it is that they put fast lane here. What are we on the fast lane to? What are we in the fast lane to? Fast lane used to at least mean something because it was the show or one of the shows before WrestleMania. And you're in the fast lane on the road to WrestleMania. It it's funny. It you know, it it makes sense. What why are we in the fast lane right now? I don't what know. What are we it's, doing? I, buddy, you're asking the wrong dude. I, I don't so, try to it, figure this shit out. That's a lazy I'm the mindless in the, the mindless of, wrestling podcast. That's the kind of mistake that just infuriates me because it's just lazy as fuck. <laughs> it's like, how many pay-per-view names do you own that you could have just tacked this thing on? I uh, could have called this great balls of fire, pal. Great Balls of Fire 2023. Let's fucking go. Like, Jesus. <laughs> Terrible. Or Armageddon. Anyway. Or fully loaded. Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah, no fully loaded. Just break back, bring back any of the 90 pay-per-views. Like, there's a bunch of... Bring back sold out. I don't care. Like, I don't know. But in any case, we have a very, very tight card here. Uh, so far, we have five matches. Uh, in no particular order, because it's in a weird order on the thing, Wikipedia that I'm reading it off of. Uh, we're going to go with first, we have a six-man tag team match. We have the Latino World Order, uh, Rey Mysterio, Santos Escobar, and either Joaquin uh, Wilde or Cruz del Toro. Uh, with, of course, accompanied by Zelina Vega versus not the Hurt Business, Bobby Lashley and Street Profits. So, uh, I think this... Uh, my quick hit thoughts are this is the coming out party for the not the street profits or not the hurt business and the pain, um, the pain corporation the pain, pain corporation. corporation there you go <laughs> the pain corporation so 
Like, all right. Uh, anyway, uh, that's just been annoying. I wish they would give them a name, give them a theme song, give them, like, let's get going. They're very clearly a unit. Let's go. Uh, so, yeah, what do you have here, DJ? What do you think is going to happen to the Not the Hurt business in the Latino world order? Uh, I think Not the Hurt business wins this one. I'm excited to see Bobby Lashley back in the ring. I've missed, genuinely yeah. missed Bobby Lashley wrestling. I don't know if he's actually been injured or if they've just been creatively trying to figure something out and sort some things out for him. But, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see this beast back in the ring. There you go. Rob? Uh, yeah, I think uh, the, the, the Pain Corporation wins. <laughs> Is that what we're going with, the Pain Corporation? And, and, and to, look, until they give us something, yeah. <laughs> it's the Pain Corporation, okay. okay. I, I, I'm still going to go with not the Hurt Business because of people getting all mad about the fact that people are calling them the Hurt Business when Bobby Lashley found two guys who weren't doing shit, put them in suits, and started hanging around with them. I don't know. I think I've seen this play before. Um, so until they come up with a better name, I'm just going to call it not the hurt business. Um, so uh, anyway, uh, yeah, what do we have next? Uh, we I, have the the, I do. I have the, oh, that's right. We have the triple threat match for the uh, WWE Women's Championship. We have the champion EO Sky defending against Asuka and good old shoehorn, woo, Charlotte Flair. He beat me to it. So, <laughs> he beat me to it. <laughs> um, so, uh, Rob, you know what, Rob, why don't we just let you take the floor? What do you think here, pal, with the women's, uh, um, the WWE Women's Championship match? Uh, well, y'all know who I'm rooting for, of course. Um, Asuka, obviously. Well, yeah, because, you know, we don't want to get buried again, right? <laughs> That's right. She'll yeah. never recover. Never. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I think um, it wouldn't surprise me if EO survives this one. Um, yeah, I think um, I think you know I'm rooting for Charlotte, of course, but I think EO does survive one more time. All right, that's fair. I, I'm not being fresh, Rob. Genuinely, what number are we on with Charlotte Flair? Fourteen. So the and next one will be 15. You know, he's yeah. got little notches in pencil on his wall behind you. You can't see it over his shoulder. But it's, you know, like when you're in jail, you're counting the days. Uh, <laughs> That's Rob. He's got little notches on the wall for every championship. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He just, he has, he has every single one of the collectible plaques. And there are, and then he has a nice, he has a nice velvet, like, like cloth where the next one's going to go. No, I don't. I don't have all of the collectible plaques. Thank you. Doesn't have all of them, but he's got most of them. Have you ever been to people's house where they take like their kid's school picture for every year they're in school? Have you ever seen people do that? That's Rob. That's what his wall looks like right now. (laughs) But you know what Rob doesn't have? You know what Rob doesn't have? Any of Charlotte's ring gear because he's not a weirdo. That's creepy, dude. I'm not buying anybody's used ring gear. I'm sorry. I don't no. care who it is. Yeah, it's a very limited garb. I have Wait, maybe. Your a, sweaty a ass has been in these. Yeah, I'm I, not buying it. I, I had a glove. Eh, you could talk me into it. but Maybe a robe. Maybe a robe. I ain't buying your boots. I ain't buying your pants. No. no. Yeah, no. The trunks. The trunks. No. The trunks and the leotards. That's where it's like, all right, you are, you're just, a, you're just a nasty man. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, <laughs> none of that, none of that, no, 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 no. 
But in any case, uh, so we all think, uh, I, I also think that EO is going to retain here. Um, that's just the nature of the triple threat. You know, I think EO retains. Yeah. Um, DJ, did you have anything crazy to add for this? No, I, I expect these girls to tear the house down. Uh, yeah. And I, I think EO retains. Yeah, I do expect this match to be a hell of a lot of fun, too. So then next up we have, oh, that's right. We have a tag team match. With a bloodline, this time consisting of Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa, brothers who don't share a last name, uh, versus John Cena and L.A. Knight, the, cha- the ta- tag team you never know you- knew you wanted. Um, I mean, this, this one's going to be pretty... Unless L.A. Knight's maybe there to take the pin, obviously I think this is just going to be another... Well, the bloodline's bumbling around while Roman's on vacation, and I'll even say at this point it's weird, man. You got to you got to make an appearance at least. It's been a while. Um, yeah, Roman's been off TV for almost two months now. Yeah, I'm. I'm even the bloodline apologist and like you know Roman Reigns fan. I'm like, no, okay, for the good of the program, man, we got to keep this thing moving forward a little bit. As a shoot, I hope it's not a health issue. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Like, I, like I legitimately started thinking about that about a week ago. I'm like, really, Roman's been off TV abnormally long. Like, I, I he should have at least made some type of an, of an appearance, unless when they bring him back, there's some cataclysmic thing that happens when he does. I was sitting yeah. there thinking, God, I hope he's not sick again, or you know, just having because you know this is not a you're never rid of it. You go into remission with with this type of leukemia, but I, obviously this is it, it yeah. has there's long term effects on the health. So that's why yeah, right there are long term effects that could happen even if it's not if it's still in remission. Right. Like there are just right. complications that happen from his treatment and complications that happen from just having it. Uh, right. So obviously, yeah, that's my number one concern. Well. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um, but I, th- I I think it is. I hope it's building. It's just building to an absolutely explosive moment when he does come back. Um, so I think I think the more that's what my hope is. Okay, if they're really going long on this one, this absence, I hope it's for some real additional oomph when he does come back. Um, yeah. But if not, man, he needs to come back like next week and get the story yeah. moving. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, I look for. Uh, yeah, I look for. Uh, the, the um excuse me la knight and john cena to win here i don't you know further the destruction of the bloodline uh dj uh i'm gonna go the other way i think uh uso and solo uh win this one and i think there's an implosion between la knight and john cena i think Woo! this leads to a pass the torch moment between cena and la knight maybe all right uh rob i think i've seen a night win and um assuming that you know, because um, just the way I mean, Jimmy's just been out of control here on SmackDown. He thinks uh, he's the tribal chief. Right. Yeah. So so them, them getting beat here sets the stage for Roman to come back and like, what the hell y'all been doing? <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm going to go with Cena and LA Knight. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. So next up, we have the Judgment Day defending their tag team titles. Oh, good. We're going to... Rob, Rob, we're gonna break those titles up. We're gonna, we're gonna get them onto a real tag team now, at least. 
at least they'll be on a real tag team. Even if we don't break up the Raw and SmackDown titles, they'll be on a real tag team and they couldn't go back into the rotation. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm just getting a report. Hold on. Oh, no, they're, they're being challenged by another another ad hoc tag team of Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso. And once again, the tag team titles are just a chip in the bloodline story or Judgment Day story. Oh, my God. Someone save us. Clearly, the Judgment Day is going to win. Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso are not going to become the undisputed WWE tag team championships champions, although it would be hilarious if Jay had an entire career where he had one more tag team championship than Jimmy. Rob, yeah. please go ahead. Um, Drew McIntyre claymores the hell out of Jay Uso, and there's a finish. All right. I like it. Uh, DJ? Uh, okay, this is not what I think is going to happen. I'm fan fantasy booking right now. I want there to be some fuck finish at the end of this. They finally take these time. Nobody wins. There's some way where the freaking Adam Pierce just says, look, nobody won. There are no tag team championships here. Take these blue belts back to Friday night. Keep the red belts on Monday night. And let's kick off the Endeavor merger with new tag team champions on each show and either have a tournament on both shows or something I know that's convoluted as all hell, but this is my fantasy fan booking. Who do I think is going to win? Judgment Day. You have to have Judgment Day, like, assault an official or something, too, so that they're like, that, okay, we're stripping you, even though you lost, you won in a whatever, and you guys don't win because you guys didn't win, and everything goes, you know, you're, you're using, you're, you just basically, you know, fantasy booked my lightning, my lightning bolt idea. I, yeah. I want tag team champions again. I don't want the tag team championships to be a prop in a storyline. Yeah. Well, especially because they've been, okay, for the last two months, the tag teams have literally been like circling and forming like a battle group or like. They, they've know, been as useful as the women's tag team championships have. Yes. But I'm saying Honestly, like, they've, they been, they've been getting in, but like the tag teams themselves have been doing the best they can and they've been like, it's very clear that the. The lines are drawn, and the, they're literally ready for these belts to be dropped back onto these shows. And it's time. Yeah. Yes. Because, like, I mean, how many times are the street profits going to beat people up? Um, oh. Right. Um, you know, I mean, uh, it's just, yeah, I mean, I, when, I, we talked about that before, but yeah. Um, yeah. So I think what happens here, I think Drew McIntyre completes the, uh, the heel turn, and he comes, because I think... Maybe, you know, J.D. McDonough and um, Dominic. <laughs> Drew McIntyre shows everyone who he's always been. Thank you. <laughs> see, see, see now you, and, you, and you get on me, okay, about the, you know, the orange-haired <laughs> lady. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Rob, Rob hates the orange-haired lady. Jason hates Drew McIntyre. Let me be clear here. If you're new to the podcast, those are the rules. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> And, um, and to be clear to the to the new listeners, it's a sports hate. It's not a real hate. We don't yeah, care about yeah. the actual people. We think they're all lo- Rebecca Quinn and you know Andrew, whatever. They're all lovely people. Yeah. But um, so I think what happens is JD and uh, Dominic come out there. Maybe Kevin and Sammy come out and neutralize them. And then here comes Drew because remember Drew hates Jey Uso still and 
And I think, you know, so I think Drew comes out there and just boots the hell out of Jey Uso, you know, and leaves him dead in the middle of the ring. <laughs> also, Jay's an idiot. I mean, Jay's an idiot. No, Drew's an idiot. If he has to really have one beef with one member of the bloodline, it should be Solo, man. Well, Solo's not there, though. But, J- J- but it's like, well, you know, but it's like, you, I guess. You the person who's there, right? And, True. You know, and Jay, you happen to be here. So, you know, I- I'm not mm-hmm. going over there on the other show. You're here. You're right here. So, guess what? I'm taking it yeah, out. Good point. That's fair. All right. What's that? What's next? Last. Oh, whatever. We have the main event next. Um, we have the uh, set, uh, the world heavyweight champion Seth freaking Rollins defending his title again against Shinsuke Nakamura. This time in a last man standing match. Um, please God, Shinsuke win. I, I I don't know. Um, I I really dislike when we do the match this many times and the and the challenger. What's the point? Um, if you want to do you know a, a definitive win, you know, do because this will be number three, right? Um, but the, in their series, no, this is two. This, this is two. two? But, okay. Yeah, but it's just the, the first one ended with finisher one two three and. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I don't know. It just feels goofy. Um, but the match will be good, so that that's not going to disappoint anyone. Um, I, I hope Shinsuke walks away with it. And not that I think Seth's doing a terrible job. I think Seth's being the best Seth Rollins that he can, and he's doing an awesome job. Um, and but I think it's just time for something different, a little shake up, little little. And I think Shinsuke would be a fun champion going into the fall. Uh, so DJ. Uh, Shinsuke was my pick to win the tournament to begin with. That didn't happen. So as much as Seth Rollins is my boy, you guys know this. I I, I will always, you know, support Seth Rollins. I am really pulling for Shinsuke on on Saturday. There you go, Rob. Okay, so I think and well, they set the the table for Shinsuke to win. Um, and they did it when they did it with Finn Balor, also, you know. Um, so I would like to see Shinsuke win, uh, because like, this is the strongest build he's probably gotten in years for, you know, this, for this type of match. Um, if there's a time to do it, it's right now, it's now or never with him. And look, I thought, and look, I thought the time had already passed to be honest, but they've actually succeeded in getting him up to a point where, he looks like he could do it. Um, and I, I would not expect him to have a long run if he does. And that's fine. Um, but I, I'm hoping he wins because, again, like you said, what are we doing? Right? I mean, Seth beat him, finisher one, two, three the first time. Now we're here. And it's last man standing. So if you're worried about, if you don't want Seth to get pinned by anybody, this is last man standing. Shinsuke can bury, bury him under a table or something. Right? Uh, yeah. Um, and you can do that. Um, and then also the other thing is that, okay, they beat the hell out of each other. If they if they have one of those things where they're both, you know, fighting to beat the cow and Shinsuke falls down and Seth barely hangs on, then I got to ask, 
if that happens and they roll the credits, I got to ask for the second show in a row. Why the hell didn't Damien Priest come out there with the briefcase? Yeah. Because <laughs> he should have come well, out there and pay back the way the shape the set was in, right? Um, so I'm hoping, yeah, I think, no, obviously, it shouldn't be that one. We'll, you know, everything we'll, 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 we'll live with it or whatever, but, um, yeah. I think this is a time. I think they've set the table for him to win here, and I think they should do it here because why? Why do all of this? Why bring him to this point and then not do it? Because look, this isn't this isn't like Gable with Gunther, where we knew Gable had no chance of winning. This isn't that. Um, yeah, let let you know we shouldn't bring him up to this point like this and then not do it um, right so i think i'm hoping they do and uh yeah that's, that's what i'm hoping for okay so I think they'll do it i yeah should they and will they is is the two things that wwe doesn't always they don't always conjunct <laughs> yeah it's october you can i mean if if i mean if shinsuke totally crapped the better champion it's october okay yeah, we can recover between now and Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. That would be easy. So, yeah, I think All that right. completes the old card for, uh, what was it? No no Mercy? What are we talking about? Uh, fast, 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 fast lane, lane sir. Great so balls of fire, lane. Jason. Why, why? That's right, because we're on the fast lane to fucking Survivor Series. We're on the highway to nowhere. <laughs> All, All right, right, so... so I'm good. We call him to go home here. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think All right, should. everybody. Thank you very much for making it this far into the episode. I know it's been a little haphazard. I'm still recovering from a sinus infection. We had some technical difficulties. Everybody on this podcast is tired. Rob's yawning. I'm yawning. I, Jason might be yawning for all I know. Anyway, I'm going to go back around the room here and thank my co-host like I always do. Jason, sir, thank you very much. Thank you, my friends. This is a blast, as always. Yes, sir. And, Rob, again, thank you, sir. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure having you guys. And, again, I'm DJ. Thank you for listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, part of the ChairShot Radio Network. You can, again, find us on thechairshot.com. We remind you to always use your head. Remember, you can call it pro wrestling. You can call it sports entertainment. You can call it whatever you want, but call it in the ring. And we're out of here until next week. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.